The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at, at podbrosnetwork. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to yet another episode of Film for Thought, our experiment, experiment in randomness. randomness. I'm Brian. I'm Paul. And uh, today we're going to kind of be tackling the small screen, not so much film per se, but kind of, I mean, why not? We can do whatever the uh, <laughs> hell we want on this little yeah. adventure here, so we're not going to try to justify it too much, but it is a good thing to do now that we are in the dead zone of... Films that got rushed out to the, or didn't quite make the uh, holiday release and yeah. aren't good enough for spring <laughs> blockbuster release. Yeah, I, so I, there aren't a lot of great films coming out up until Captain America. Right, <laughs> I, I think there is one film coming out next month that we're definitely going to do, and apart from that, I can't name it. Yeah, so. there's not a whole lot uh, of ripe fruit on that tree. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Without further ado, I think we're just going to kind of. Um, Talk about some of our favorite TV shows yeah. um, due to slight miscommunication uh, on my part, or uh, clarification. Bit of a clarification. Uh, <laughs> on my part. Uh, our list used two different parameters. Um, yeah. Paul's is all time. Yeah, my, mine, I decided that I would come up with a list of uh, the five shows that are basically my favorite of all time at this point. Okay. But what happened was I ended up writing down ten shows, and so I then reclarified as the five shows out of that. Oh, I that got another one. I, I would not be able to spend the rest of my life never watching again. Okay. And I know that that like that kind of sounds like okay, well yeah, it's fine. But think about that, like never watching again. There are some things that you like. I love. But I'm fine not seeing again. Where there are some yeah. things that like you you want to rewatch. So, but, so uh, I think yes, I think I got another one of yours. I don't know. I, maybe okay. I'll wait to show. All right, but yeah. Uh, yeah, if we're going all time, um, my list is current running television programs. Right, uh, things that are still on the air right now of all forms and. This is not limited to cable network. This is any streaming services, right. Netflix, Hulu, any, any, Amazon Prime. Although I, um, I would guess that um, HBO, Showtime. With, with those streaming ones, it would be more very recent TV shows, not necessarily currently running. Um, well, I mean, a lot of them do an episode dump, and then there, there's a year off, and then an episode dump. You yes. know, like Orange is the New Black, not saying that's right. on my list. Right. But, um, yeah, House of Cards. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so they are currently running. You know, they're just in a ten yeah. and a half month hiatus right. while they're actually making the show. Yes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, who shall go first? Uh, I think you should, since you okay. are doing the currently running. Currently stuff. running. You go first. Okay. Um, shall I go with the one that I'm fairly certain you have seen or watch? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Maybe. sure. Uh, I will go with 
an HBO program called Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. It is the Daily Show. How I wish the Daily Show could always be. Uh, yeah, it's uh, HBO I, allows him to not give a shit. Yeah, and I I love them for supporting him yeah. and being able to do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> uh, take on Televangelist. Take on Take on Televangelist. Uh, Fantastic by way. creating his own church <laughs> <laughs> and sending in your seed money. Yeah. And, and also <laughs> people kept sending in seed yeah. money. And thank you, thank you, thank you, HBO for putting his main stuff on YouTube. There's, yeah. I I don't have HBO, so mm-hmm. I don't have any other way of watching it. And they put ten to twenty minutes of his show on YouTube every week. That's his main story. He so needs I to come to... back from break because I'm missing out right now. Yeah, but... so I, I got to see the Televangelist stuff, the prison stuff, the uh, uh, beauty pageant one, which was oh, really the beauty good. Pageant. Yes, but fuck pageants. Oh my god. Every but... single thing that he's able to bring up is just putting the viewfinder on American but it Culture is actually, uh, guess what? It is the most effective journalism we currently have right now, this yeah. comedy show. Because <laughs> while everyone else is just wrapped up in the 24-hour news cycle of some, sorry, this is horrible to sound, but, or sounding horrible, but like some privileged white girl goes missing, let's, let's watch every hour of this story develop. Yeah. You know, he's actually trying to affect social change, yeah. uh, trying to inform people in a hilarious fashion. Yeah. Uh, in a self-deprecating, oftentimes, um, the, enlightened fashion. It, it's just so well-written. Yeah, and, and the weirdest part about it is he's either a dual citizen mm-hmm. or he's been a legal residential alien for mm-hmm. so long. He refers to Americans as us when he said it so he's including himself in it with his thick British accent <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny to hear sometimes. I, I forget what the, there was a crowd reaction to something about England he was saying and his response was I think you think I'm more highly regarded in England than I actually am yes. <laughs> something along those lines yeah, yeah. He, it's yeah most people in England probably don't, didn't know who he was before mm-hmm. last week tonight started yeah, but I mean, it, I just applaud them every episode. Um, like I said, they they really do try to accomplish positive things with the show, yeah. which I love. They bring on people, they help them. They actually like he goes to all bounds. He will have T-shirts made up of a cause. Like he will fly <laughs> people to this country and have he, them wear those shirts there. Yeah. I mean, he goes all out, uh, and this he, show does. He had at one point there was. Uh, I think it was a fast food chain that had some issues, and so he paid for them to have lunch with their own food. Like he mm-hmm. flew, I can't remember what it yeah, was. It, he it's basically just things flew. you can accomplish with this show that you can't on any network or uh, you know television show or yeah. news outlet. 
Um, yeah, I'm going long on this one, but yeah, it, it, if you're not on board, get on board. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're going to actually get some information, and you're going to have a great time doing it too. Yeah, yeah, so. that's some some of the best way to get news across. So. <laughs> exactly, and to you, sir. All right. Well, I do not have these ranked at mm-hmm. all, so I am just reading them off in the order in which okay. they ended up on my list. So first and foremost, I believe it's probably one that you wrote down. Doctor Who. Who? <laughs> the Doctor. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, he said Doctor- that for us Americans and some Americans out there. Yes, yeah, so. Have to use the full title there. The, the Doctor is someone who throughout this show can be played by multiple different characters uh, characters multiple different actors mm-hmm. and is played brilliantly by in my opinion everyone since the show came back now I'm not a big fan of old Doctor Who I am a champion of new Doctor Who Christopher Eccleston in my mind did the best he could and did a fantastic job with the one season he had and then David Tennant turned up and just killed it. <laughs> and everything, there's so much in it. And like, let's see, there is a uh, there's a couple in the show who are a lizard woman who's been alive since the dawn of dinosaurs, and a maid called Jenny. Uh, so that that's a couple that exists. Uh, there's John Barrowman, who is uh, a gay actor playing a, I would say bisexual, but that's not enough coverage. Like <laughs> pansexual, let's say. I'm not sure whatever it is. Like he will basically have sex with any living being that exists. <laughs> oh, it does have to be okay, living. Okay, and uh, and does sort of throughout the show. Like he, like there's all of these characters and nobody cares. Like there's no, there's no prejudice whatsoever. I mean, with the exception of uh, stuff there for story's sake. So like, you know, the Daleks are evil, uh, the Cybermen are evil. So there's always there's those in there. But like, there's no, uh, there's no real prejudice for any viewpoint whatsoever. Like, uh, there's one point where uh, the Doctor ends up in uh, the Wild West uh, for one episode. And someone says, like, yeah, my horse is called, uh, like, Rocket. And he said, no, his name is Susan, and he wants you to respect his life choices. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just all of these things that are just lines that are thrown out, and that's it. Like, there's no comment ever made on it. And it's such a well-made show where you just get soaked into the lives of these characters. And I, as I've said, I don't feel like I could go the rest of my life without watching... Doctor Who again. Like, it's just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and, and I have grown suspiciously quiet. Uh, yeah. Because... I'm assuming no, you haven't really watched Because it. I am just uh, Doctor Who illiterate. Uh, yeah. no, fair enough. And it, it's... I wasn't it, expecting... The uh, <laughs> metaphor I would use, it, it's such a daunting kind of task for me now. It, it would be like climbing Everest without... With first having to teach yourself how to walk. Yeah. It's like... Like I don't right. even know how to walk yet, and then right. you have to. Uh, right. So, especially it, since it's leaving Netflix on February first. So even if you were to start now, you would. I mean, I, I had tried a, a season maybe 
six or seven years ago. I don't know. His companion was a blonde, young blonde Billy woman. Piper, yeah. Um, okay, a, I think a, that's who it was. A lot of, a lot of people that's, think Rose is the best companion until uh, Ken... I'm actually surprised up. I got that term right. I pulled that out right. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. going to say friend, but I'm like, ah, no, oh, yeah, I know this man. one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, until... Uh, Amy Pond turned mm-hmm. up, in which case everyone now... And then, I, I mean, I, I watched maybe four episodes, four or five episodes that season, and I, I like, I, I guess I didn't know what I, to expect. Right. Like, I, I didn't realize the campiness was such an inherent nature yeah. of the show. Yeah, there's uh, definitely some in there. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know, like I said, it's just such a daunting task. Now that I think I just have to let this one go through my pop culture probably gap, yeah, <laughs> and it's just going to be something that when I talk with fellow nerds, I will get slapped for and well, in that, in that <laughs> case, in that case, <laughs> let me offer you this little cheat sheet. Number one, everyone thinks that Martha was the worst companion of the new Doctor. You just got to write these down on a yeah. flashcard for me, Martha, worst and, companion. <laughs> and number two, talking and, points. And this is the most important thing. His name is The Doctor. Do the doctor. not call him Doctor Who. Otherwise, Not only in, even if referring to the show itself. If you are referring specifically to the television show, uh-huh. it's the television show is called Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. The character is the, the Doctor. doctor. <laughs> that is very important. What an ego. <laughs> I don't even need to identify myself. I am the Doctor. There, I mean, if you watch the show, there are... Reasons why he does not okay. call himself anything but the Doctor. So yeah, <laughs> all right. That, that is my first one. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm not really ranking. Maybe like the last two or so, I'll rank as my favorites. But okay. uh, we're going to go with another um, sort of nonfiction little television show on Comedy Central called At Midnight. I know of it. I've seen okay. one it, or two episodes. It is the most irreverent. Kind of fun. Hardwick, is it? Chris yes, Hardwick? Chris Hardwick hosting with three comedian game show contestants. Yeah, and all about the internet. You've seen it, I'm sure, out yeah. there. Um, <laughs> but it, it is just, like I said, completely irreverent, ridiculous. Um, it's a supporting environment, so they don't like attack each other or roast each other. Right. I mean, it, they all play off each other. They're all professional comedians, so they yes and each other constantly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's just very funny time, and you kind of get it is a good way to for someone lately that doesn't really compile all of my Reddit subreddit stuff, <laughs> and like I just don't have the time to read all that stuff. It is a good way to get your like today's scoop on the internet kind yeah. of news, uh, yeah. the, you know, the, the cat videos that you didn't get to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the one episode that I saw. There's a company called Rooster Teeth that do a whole bunch of internet stuff. I'm sure mm-hmm. at least one. Listener of ours will have heard of them before. Three people from that went on the mm-hmm. show, uh, one episode, and yeah, it was uh, it was just fun to see them on mm-hmm. that, and it's always fun to just see three comedians doing a quiz show like it's, it, it, it. Yeah, because it's not really about the you know who wins, even though they do kind of care. Some of them yeah. like want to win because because the last you know the down to final two it's done arbitrarily so right. you know, so you do know like it is 
whoever the audience think is the funniest wins. Yeah. Um, but like this week, I still need to watch them all. Doug Benson was on uh, all, right. all week. Who's like one of my favorite comedians, uh, calling it the Benson Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There because he likes to choke on a few things. Uh, of course, I'm Mary John. I wanna. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, but yeah, the, it's just just funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good time. Good something to throw on and. Play on your phone, whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, I mean, it, that made my list because it's yeah, it's fucking hilarious. I like it. I right. need a better reason. You. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one that I have, that again, this is uh, all time for me, is the one that I am one hundred percent certain you have never watched. Oh, Dad's Arm. Who do you think you are kidding, Mister Hitler? If you think we're on the run, we are the boys. Nope. (laughs) It is a British television show from, and I hope I'm getting this right, the 60s. The first two seasons were in black and white. That is the film that is coming out this year. Not it. Okay. (laughs) I'll try again. There we go. TV series. There you go. Yes, um, I, I have a bit of a gripe about the film that's going to come now. But anyway, so the first two seasons were in black and white. So this is, uh, is it somewhat similar to Hogan's Heroes or anything along those lines. I, if you know, that. I I cannot guess. Unfortunately, okay. um, right. base, the basic premise is during World War Two, every able-bodied man went off and joined the army, and people that were in positions where they were considered important to the community, they didn't go so your bank managers stayed um like yeah a butcher stayed because where are you going to get a replacement butcher uh stuff like that and, but all of these people still wanted to wow, be this guy yeah, they still wanted to be in the fight somehow so what happened was the government put up a thing called the home guard where you could meet up once a week you went on parade you went on exercises you were trained in how to fight the idea being that should the Hun ever come to your door you are able to fight them off you're the last line of defense and so these people come together the bank manager makes himself the captain uh, because uh, his idea he's the captain like, <laughs> um, yeah. and his clerk at the bank is his second in command and then there's the butcher that comes in who becomes a lance corporal there's a undertaker there's the guy who is the second in command he's basically having sex with uh, this boy's mother and this boy is in the thing like and it's heavily hinted at that he actually is the guy's father but never stated <laughs> and there's uh, there's the old guy who's always falling asleep there's a guy who if you wanted anything at all, he could find it for you. Like, you know, just uh, slip him some money. He'll get it, he'll get it red. for you. He's the red? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been known and, to locate things yeah, from time to time. From time to time, yes. Uh, and, I can find some way in. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's fine. <laughs> and, so, and then there's uh, other characters as well. And, all that. and so, like, yeah, I just listed a whole bunch of characters. And you'd think, oh, for a half-hour television show, how are you going to get like all of this? And... Such fantastic writing, so so well done. Everyone works off each other brilliantly. Great acting, and every few months, I think to myself, I need to rewatch that. Like, this is something that I just want to go. I'm going to go ahead and declare this the uh, British Hogan's Heroes. Okay, yeah, it, it sounds. I'm, I'm doing some research <laughs> yeah. while you're. Uh, 
telling the good people about it. But I'm sure you probably know this. I'm reading some of the trivia here. Uh-huh. An episode is kept on standby by the BBC for use as an emergency backup program to be broadcast <laughs> if a major technical problem prevents normal programs being shown. That does not surprise me. It came me to light on June 20, 2000, when the 6 o'clock news uh, was interrupted by a power failure at the BBC and an episode of Dad's Army was transmitted in its place. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> All yeah. right. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can tell you which And who is this guy? Well. Bill Pertwood. I'm Bill, showing pictures of Bill Pertwee. Yeah. Bill Pertwee. Okay. He, yeah. yeah, he was... Um, that is an amazing hat. He, he was, well, that, that was the hat that they used to wear back then when you were the Air Raid Warden. Okay. So anytime uh, at so night... So a sniper can easily pick you out. <laughs> yeah, but I was saying, at, at night... It's a, it's a giant white hat, folks, with a yeah. W on it. Yes. <laughs> at, at night, there was a blackout enforced, and these people went round, and any time there was a light, you went and you got those people to turn their light out. And so his catchphrase was just running around going, Put that light out! Like, um, and and uh, the, the old butcher, who was actually played by the youngest person in the cast, his catchphrase was, They don't like it up them! They don't like it up them! Because he used to be in the Boer War where he would stuff right. bayonets up people. Well, I hope one other person knows what the hell you're talking yeah, about. I, I, <laughs> I know. I know. It, like, it, it was a brilliant show, and my gripe with the fact they've made a film about it. Yeah, with Catherine Zeta. Like 80% of what I saw in the trailer, I'm fine with. They seem to have mm-hmm. got the, the general idea of it. Oh, Toby Jones. Oh, yeah. Toby Jones. Yeah. My, Bill Nye is in it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's uh, Michael Gambon as well. Yeah. But, Dumbledore number two. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a running thing in the show where Captain Mannering is married to a rather overweight woman that you never see. Like the, the most you see of her is uh, one night you see him. Oh, the uh, off-screen bit. Yeah, like yeah. He, like they sleep in bunk beds and he's mm-hmm. in the bottom bunk. And he comes back and you just see the sagging weight from above. Oh. In the trailer, Minecraft is in here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, in the trailer, you see Mrs. Mannering. Yeah. Like, no. no. Sorry, you've okay, done that yeah, wrong. Yeah. Oh, I think, yes. I, I recall. I think you've gone over this before. Yeah, yeah so it, yeah. It's, it's just something like, I, I will... You'll still watch it. I will see the film, okay. but it's not going to hold a candle, right. unfortunately. All right. so, all right. Okay, let's get this into yeah, yes. higher gear here. Yes, okay. We do need to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I am going to go with a brilliant show that aired on USA this last year. Um, USA, not always known for... Amazing original programming. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon notice. Oh, sorry, Pardon notice fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is called Mr. Robot. I have heard of it. It but is I don't... my, I, really, I should say, best new show of the past. I mean, because I have a couple of shows on here that, well, the last one's been on for years. Right. Um, but as far as shows that to come out in the last year or two I would say this is probably by far my favorite okay um, the writing is some of the best writing I've ever ever seen hmm. uh, it is a perfect melodrama Christian Slater do I need to say more? <laughs> like <laughs> you got poor man Jack Nicholson in there right. uh, <laughs> and um, blanking on uh, what uh, Rami Malek yeah as Elliot He's such an interesting and complex character. The women in it are really well written, which uh, I love. Uh, what's the basic premise? Basic premise is that he is 
a hacker, and he works for this secure, you know, like cyber security. Okay, uh, so his job outfit. is to hack into places. Yeah, to, to you know, or to prevent ha- you know hacking of you yeah. know whatever you know of a you know high profile clients yeah. and, or, and or to, businesses and yeah. to show problems with security. Yeah, um, okay. but that is just the surface right. uh, yeah. story. Um, and their main client is this E Corp, who he always refers to as Evil Corp. So okay. for the rest of this show, it's his POV. When he when people say E Corp, they say Evil Corp because that's yeah. what he hears. That's okay. what he sees on the billboards. He has he has some serious dementia. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, without giving too much away, yeah, uh, he has some big issues. <laughs> but he also part of the show is he's kind of like a cyber Dexter. Okay. Where he uses his skills to kind of take down bad people or assholes or right. just, you know um, people that deserve. But it. It, it it does develop because it's a kind of playing off of um, the group Anonymous, right. who you're you know familiar with. Yeah, uh, of course everyone should be familiar with that as a computer <laughs> uh, because they're familiar with you probably. Yeah, <laughs> um, but just. They are trying to pretty much reset the democracy or, uh, you know, to hmm. kind of take down the financial institutions. Okay. Um, but the first episode was incredible. There there was a lot you could see coming. I'm sure that you would see coming right. as far as uh, big reveals. Yeah. Uh, so a couple <laughs> people were surprised in the last couple episodes. But it's one of those ten, ten episodes a season. I'm really pumped for season two. Okay. Uh, see where they're going to take this because it kind of had a, not to give them much away, it could have ended at one season. Right. Or one series, but the characters are all so rich. <laughs> uh, like I said, the writing is just on point. Uh, the The music and the style of the show is just, just so beautiful. Right. Uh, there's just like a lot of operatic scenes and operatic music and it, I can't speak highly of it enough. If no. you're not watching Mr. Robot, watch Mr. Robot. Well, hopefully but, it comes yeah. to Netflix or something <laughs> soon. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. And over to you. Alright. Um, well, my third one is not going to require much discussion from us. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that have followed us for a while, you'll know why. Firefly. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Uh, I should have known that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just okay. just Firefly. For the, those of you speaking of one season, wah, yeah, wah, wah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we are huge brown coats, and I would like to think that the majority of people listening to us are also like. I'm not going to go into it right now. Like, you can't just, take that show from me. Yeah, to, just, uh, to uh, to change your phrase. Yeah, fantastic <laughs> cast, brilliant writing, and they just work so well together. I mean, mm-hmm. there's much else I can say. Just do. It yeah. was not, and luckily you got a film made. Yeah, so. we're, yeah, we were happy that we had Serenity. Yeah. Well, yes and no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, for yes, no for yeah. some obvious yeah. reasons, but, but it was certainly something that I think was, you know, yeah, it we needed. It was yeah, needed. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it couldn't have just ended where it yeah. had. But, <sighs> All right. Alas, the things that are not. <laughs> okay. I am going to go with a Showtime show here called The Affair. I was screaming into the canyon at the moment of my death. The 
This show, Paul, is so good. <laughs> I had to take a break from it. I have hmm. yet to return because um, it's kind of mirroring. I mean, the, my life was mirroring the show in a sense that it was destroying my life. Uh, it was all I could talk about. I was so annoying because oh, the affair, this, the affair, that, the affair. I mean, you might say I was annoying for a different reason. Some of you, right, but, yeah. <laughs> no agreement necessary. That was rhetorical. I, I, I just <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it was all I could focus on, all I could watch, and I have like one season or one. I'm sorry, one episode left in the first season. Season two, I think, is almost wrapping up or maybe has but it is I mean as the title suggests it involves this married man and his family uh, he's a writer and living in New York City I believe um, sorry if I get any of the details slightly off but his wife's family is loaded his father-in-law is a very famous writer think kind of like Grisham or right, okay. uh, you know Patterson or something like you know turning the, out turning out one stuff. or two books a year you know yeah. And always bestsellers, you know. So, tons of money. So, they go to, what's the lake? Uh, whatever. Um, they go to a lake. Yeah. For a <laughs> summer vacation. Summer long vacation. Right. <laughs> Not a week or two weeks like poor people uh, like yeah, us have for to do. the summer. <laughs> yes. A three-month vacation. And, of course, he meets a young woman there. And um, attraction is right. immediate. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the brilliance of this show is that... I mean, for at least I think the f- first four or five episodes, they continue to do it throughout the show, but it doesn't follow as closely. Right. The first half of the episode, they're about hour-long episodes. It, it will say Noah, and it's Noah's perspective, his view of how things went. Okay. And then the second half, or they'll switch order, whatever. Either way, the second half will be the other one's point of view. Right. So how they met is different. How What she was wearing is different. How her hair was up. Maybe... Like, for for instance, he sees her in the library. She's wearing a short skirt or a short dress, and she has a couple buttons done on the blouse, so she has cleavage. Right. Um, her version, jeans, buttoned up, not makeup, no make, like, hardly any makeup on. Right. Uh, so it's just very interesting, like, how we remember things. And, and it could all, and it, you know, for all we know, it could be in between the two. Like yes, yes. Thing. That is kind of the point. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle between, right. you know, each one has a bias on how things went. Yeah. Um, but it surrounds, as, I'm not giving too much away, a murder investigation in the present day. Okay. So they are telling their story through in an interrogation room, kind of a la True Detective. Right. Uh, you know, about this thing, and then okay. what happened. You know, she's married as well. Um, right. So, yeah, so they're talking from present day about, you know, to these cops about this murder investigation, this murder that happened in this time frame mm-hmm. from when they got together. And it is, like I said, so captivating <laughs> that you have to take a break from it. Uh, it is the juiciest damn show I've ever seen. All right. It is, I mean, it, it's great. It's, um, what's his name? Dominic West from The Wire. It, it, actually, I believe an English actor, but always does it, it, American accents. Yeah. Uh, and does them quite well, I must say. Um, <laughs> much better than I think we can do the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Paul will happily agree to that. <laughs> yes. And I will save my impression this week. Yes, please do. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Okay, uh, so that is the affair. Over to you. All right, well, my next one is the oldest 
on my list if you don't count the original series of Doctor Who, which I wasn't referring to. Yeah. Uh, the Twilight Zone. The original oh, series. Oh, look at you uh, dusting off that old... Uh, I know. Well, this show was my first introduction to just this style of writing and like how a show can be so different every week but like still slightly the same and just just having those little twists in there that change everything mm-hmm. and why did Rod Serling have to go away <laughs> like what what, what is it, it the sa- along the same lines of like how could Fox have cancelled Firefly it's how could that have happened to Rod Serling why were we deprived of this guy like, he, he was so innovative at that time where nothing like this existed and there are times where I will just sit down and rewatch an episode or yeah, two I mean just... they're brilliant morality plays uh, like every single one yeah <laughs> yeah and when you have some episodes that are specifically talking about some things without directly talking about them, but it's mm-hmm. clear what it was. And then there are some, like the last episode in the first series, there's a guy who's a writer and everything that he can describe well enough comes into existence. And his wife is certain he's having an affair. But he's like, no, I'm, I'm just creating this person. Wasn't that, didn't Crichton do that with Sphere? Or something like everything, or I think everything they thought of came. Yeah, to, everything yeah, they thought of came. So, he properly <laughs> describes exactly this person, and uh, she pops up, and then he takes a little snippet, throws it in the fire, and they go away. Mm. And then he says to his wife, "Like I did this to you, you know." And then so that comes out, and then you know, so that that's how that all goes. And then he does some more stuff, and then Rod Serling finally turns up on screen mm. as the narrator. Of course, this is all fiction, you know, and all this. And then, as he's giving the closing narration, the character turns to him and says, "You really shouldn't say that, you know." And then he gets out this envelope with Rod Serling on and throws it in the fire, <laughs> and he just goes, "Well, that's where it goes." And he flies off. Like, it's yeah, so many little nothing else like it. Little breaking the fourth wall type things at mm-hmm. times, and like, it, I, I it's, just... it, and it's just for me. Mm-hmm. It's some of the best storytelling I've ever seen. My favorite episode is probably obvious. It's the one that's been, I think, probably parodied the most. It's a the, cookbook! No? Uh, uh, no, with the, the, uh, the in the I, library, uh, I finally have time to read. I, I had time now. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah, and, but, and breaks but, the glasses. And, yes. yeah, uh, and I mean, they parodied the, on pretty much everything. Yeah, and I, I've always said Futurama is my favorite parody of that. Oh, yeah. So, so it's just uh, like books all the time in the world to read them the glasses smash it's not fair it's not wait my eyes aren't that bad I can still <laughs> read the Lovman books and the eyes fall out it's not well luckily I can read braille hand fall off ah! <laughs> like just yes well done yeah um, and I'm sure 
people of the Twilight or fans of the Twilight Zone know of Black Mirror, but I would strongly recommend that show as kind of a modern modernization of those type of stories. Kinda, yeah. It has that vibe to it. It does. It, uh, it has that dark tone to and, it. And new episodes out on Netflix now. Yeah, yes. I, I believe the I have Christmas not gotten to episode them. came um, Yeah. But I think those are also very well done. But keeping yeah. with um, kind of what Twilight Zone and what Black Mirror always kind of evoke the question is, where would you fit in this? Or what would yeah. you do in this? I mean, it always makes you think. You have to say that for it. Yeah. Whether you're going to argue with how it looks or the plot itself, it does always make you wonder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as I said, one episode that I'll say, there's this old woman living in a shack and there are these two tiny men that turn up and appear to be trying to harm her in some way trying to like take stuff from, and she's like fight, fighting about it all the time like she's terrified of these people and at the end of the episode they she gets them out of the house and they they take off and at the very end you find out that the people that have been terrorizing this poor woman are from earth and they've come to this other planet and so it's like everything you've thought throughout the entire episode is wrong. So it's like it's a, and that happens all the time. It's really well done. All right. All right. So yes, yes. Um, your, your I think one. my last one is going to be fairly obvious because I haven't mentioned it yet <laughs> to you. All right. Yep. Um, it's one that I don't believe you watch. Uh, I'm pretty sure, but everyone else does. <laughs> yeah. It's a little show on HBO called Game of Thrones. Now, I know it sounds silly, the title, but <laughs> it is quite good. <laughs> Based on what I've heard of it and what my wife re- says, it's a very accurate name. I really don't need to go into it because everyone knows what it is. Um, yeah, I know what it is, and I don't Yeah, watch it. I mean, everyone knows <laughs> the, you know, the ent- ent- er, identity of the show, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you know can't get attached to any one character. <laughs> just because yeah. George R. R. Martin's yeah. going to fuck you over. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> and we just keep on watching because we are gluttons for punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, we're running out of heroes to root for. <laughs> My Game of Throners. Well, um, to be fair, if it was like genuinely happening, all of your heroes would be killed by the villains. and then It's, it's a just little too realistic yeah. that way. <laughs> but, yeah. All of the people, the people that play, all of the people that play by the rules will be killed by people that break the rules. That's how well, it's going to work. April 24th is all I have to say to you people. April 24th, we will have season six. <laughs> so I, that is why I'm watching Making a Murder now and trying to fill you know, yes. my life with these yes. one-off shows. Killing time. Um, yes, biding my time um, <laughs> until that day because it is going to be a glorious day for, right. for the next 10 weeks then it's going to be magical um, yeah um, if you're thinking about like uh, if you're, like my Doctor Who argument earlier it, this is not an insurmountable mountain there have only been 6 seasons it is a lot to or 5 I should say it is a lot to undertake if you're thinking of getting into it but once you start watching you will be hooked uh, yeah. everyone else out there already watches and you know so <laughs> I'll stop alright so my last one I know I have mentioned it to you before, but I don't think you'll have written it down. Mm. I kind of want to see... Wait, I'll I'll just go ahead and show my hand uh, Uh, with the wrong answer, probably. But um, are there any references to water parks? No. no, Well, you know what I meant then. I'm actually not sure. Well, maybe I missed... That's not the line. Do you mean... uh, 
by water park you mean like camps or like what? Just continue. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> it is the newsroom. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the Jeff Daniels yes show, uh, mm-hmm. and it, I started watching this because I saw on YouTube I think it was the opening ten or so minutes, and all it is is the main character is taking part in this debate, mm-hmm. and he's a uh, he's a newscaster, and he's taking part in a debate at a university with two other people who are politically inclined and someone asks him why is America the best country on on the planet and his response starts with it isn't and he then (laughs) goes on and on (laughs) and on listing like all of this stuff like yeah he his counter is a republican but the more you listen you would feel like in this day and age he would fall into the Democrat side because he's he's seen as more liberal than your average Republican. No. But he's just more willing to let the facts be the facts and go based on that rather than based purely on what the party says. So he's this wonderful character and the more I watched, I was, this was one of those few shows that I watched and I was like, uh, it's two o'clock oh, in the morning. Okay, yeah. um, I can get another two in before I get to bed. Like it was just—I was hooked. And every, yeah, so it's, uh, so this is HBO, right? How were you able HBO? to watch this? Uh, because uh, I had uh, someone that was willing to give me the DVDs. That oh, they okay. had. So I was able to power through this, mm. and then um, I had I had access to Amazon Prime. Okay. So I was uh, I was able oh, to finish it. Oh, it's on there. Uh, mm. The first two seasons oh, okay. are free on Prime. Okay. The last season is mm-hmm. not. So uh, I borrowed the first DVD set. I watched the second season on Prime, and then I borrowed the third DVD set to finish it. Um, does he? Uh, well, Jeff Daniels being he, do you think he plays it all like uh, he plays Teddy from The Martian? Is there are there notes of that, or um, is it? completely different that's kind of how I'm I I was just imagining that in my head he I would say is he as matter of fact and dickish (laughs) kind of kind of I mean imagine that but more charismatic okay like way more charismatic Mm -hmm. and a really good reporter like he's really good at that and yeah so that this show I finished watching it Totally, like uh, halfway through last year, I already want to start rewatching it. All right. Uh, well, I think I'm. <laughs> hopefully, uh, that can be a good GOT filler. To play yeah. Well. yeah uh, seriously, I, I would. What about ten to thirteen it. episodes a season? Something uh, like that. I think it is thirteen, yeah. thirteen, six. Okay. If I'm recalling correctly. So uh, after that, I'm just going to list off the other shows I wrote down. Sherlock. Okay. That was one I wrote down. Jessica Jones. Because I thoroughly enjoyed that telling, and David Tennant was phenomenal in that. Yeah. Uh, Futurama, just because of how mm-hmm. much I like that. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, just because it was that was the anime that got me into anime. Okay. And House of Cards, House of as Cards. well. House of Cards was 
Huh. Was another one of those shows that I I would stay awake till two o'clock in the morning just watching because I need to get back into that one too. Um, I had written down, yeah, I was surprised not to hear it in the top ten. IT crowd, were you? Yeah, I I thought you were going to come I, up with that at least in the top. 10. No, yeah, I mean, I uh, and that was that, what my water. No, I got the water parks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reference yeah. a sea park. Sea park. That's what it was. Yes, yeah. I knew I didn't have it one hundred correct. No, uh, yeah, I. I I considered putting that on the list. The only thing is that having seen them and quoted them so much, like I basically have them stored in okay. here now. So, so you can I watch would, them in your head anytime yeah. you want. I, I would be okay <laughs> not sitting down to watch it again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not that yes. I, not that I want so that to be familiar. the case. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Um, I know we missed a few. Of, um, tweet us with your favorite all time or favorite current. Yeah, um, just at Blockbusters for that. Mm-hmm. You can. Like, I know. What is the one that's on Amazon Prime right now that everyone's telling me I need to watch? Is about if Germany and Japan had won. Oh, Man in the High Castle. Yes. That is good. That uh, is you've good. watched that one? Yeah. yeah. I've watched the first four episodes. Yeah. And what, the country split in two? Yeah, the, Japan uh, and the West Coast is Japan, yeah. and mm-hmm. pretty much the rest of the country yeah. is. Uh, so, I, yeah, I like the concept, and yeah, I'll. I will uh, see that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we've taken up enough of your uh, time. For yes, definitely. This experiment. A, a, sli- uh, a feature length talking about TV shows. <laughs> about TV, yes. <laughs> uh, one and only. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I've been Paul. Yeah, I've been Brian. There you go.